Good morning. Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you. Morning. Um, if you're on Zoom, uh, you're very, very, very welcome. Um, hope you're keeping cool this morning um, on Zoom. We will try to, uh, we've got all the windows open and the blinds shut. Um, if, you, if you need a, a drink of water for any reason, rather than having to go right out into the kitchen, we've, Adrian's put some uh, water out in the reception area there, so just feel free to, uh, to go out and uh, help yourself. Uh, just trying to keep everybody uh, hydrated uh, this morning. Um, on the topic of the hot weather, um, we give thanks to God for the beauty of uh, the sunshine and the creation. Um, but uh, tomorrow, especially, is going to be, as you know, it's going to be really, really hot. So um, Pat has decided to not run a coffee stop uh, tomorrow morning. So please don't come down for, for coffee stop. That won't be running. Also, uh, Jude's uh, small group meeting won't be happening tomorrow afternoon. But all the other uh, meetings tomorrow afternoon and evening will be, will be happening. Um, and there's a Sparks team meeting tonight too, which is which is taking place. Um, but those are those are the those are the main things. Um, as we come to communion, perhaps uh, we'll have an open prayer time for that. But perhaps we can remember the uh, the team um, that's up at uh, the school today, up at the Grange. Um, Mark and the team are up there um, doing a barbecue. Uh, we were invited as a church to take part in their FROGS uh, event, which I, I can't remember what FROGS stand, stands for. Friends of the Grange School. What's the R then? Friends? Okay. It kind of... It nearly works. It nearly works. It's, yeah, okay. It sounds better than FOGS, I suppose, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so they're up there um, doing a barbecue, and it's a good opportunity for them to, uh, to tell families about what we do here with our youth groups. Um, so pray, do pray for them this morning. That would be a really good opportunity to, uh, to communicate uh, with people there. Um, again, we're, we're really happy to have uh, Tony and Beryl here again from Whitstable, who are on their return leg back from holiday. They joined us last week and uh, we're, it's really nice that you've been able to come again today on your way home. So it's good, good to have you with us. And um, it is communion today. So for those on uh, Zoom, uh, please uh, have your, your bread and your juice ready and uh, you, will, you will be served uh, here where you're seated. Um, so we invite everyone who is a follower and who loves Jesus to take part in communion. You don't need to be a, a member of this church. You just need to, to love and follow and serve uh, Jesus. But if for any reason you don't feel uh, able to take part, then please let the bread and the wine pass you by. I'm going to hand over to uh, Sam, who's going to uh, pray and then lead us in worship. Or Steve, even. Oh, Sorry. I'll, I'll pray Thank you. <laughs> Morning, everybody. Um, Lovely to see you all here. Let's just come before God. Father God, we thank you for your love and your care for each one of us. Lord, thank you that we can come this morning, even in this heat, to worship and praise you. Lord, we know that you are sovereign. We know that you are Lord. And we thank you that today as we celebrate communion, 
Lord, we realize that you loved us so much that you gave your only son for each one of us. And so, Lord, we want to thank you and praise you this morning. Help us now to, to come before you with thanksgiving, with praise, with joy this morning. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, the good thing is, is that as, as you're worshiping this morning, the more you dance, the more air you create. <laughs> and, and the more, you know, you wave your hands, it's, it's a fan for the person next to you. That's the way you've got to look at it, really, isn't it? Yes, yeah, sir? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Let's stand and sing. <laughs> Let's do a retune first. That was an interesting one. Good choice of song. Come all you weary, come all you thirsty. Anyone slept well last night? Ooh, nearly there.
nations come lay them down at the foot of the cross jesus is waiting god so loved the world thank you father for that truth we just uh start to holy spirit you come and have it our praises this morning
Beautiful. 
praise his hand before God this morning. Praise the name of the Lord our God. Praise his name forevermore. One day we'll be standing side by side, praising God together. Even though we're doing it here on earth, we'll be doing it forever in heaven. Our inner nature is being renewed by the Spirit every day. This renewal is prepared for us for an internal glory beyond all comparison. Creation waits for the return of Jesus Christ when this transformation will come about. Maintain your hope and pray in all things. The Holy Spirit will intercede for God's people, translating your groans and feelings, even if you can't put them into words. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Amen. Now, we're going to have a very special thing, thing happening now. We've got a, a presentation by Sparks this morning. We're really looking forward to it. I need to dash upstairs to go and help, but um, I'll hand over to Helen. We have been learning about the body of Christ in Sunday Sparks. Each week we have had a fun activity learning about the different parts of the body. One Corinthians twelve verses twelve to twenty. A person's body is only one thing, but it has many parts. Yes, there are many parts to a body, but all those parts make only one body. Christ is like that too. Some of us are Jews and some of us are Greeks, some of us are slaves and some of us are free. But we were all baptized into one body through one spirit, and we were all made to share in the one spirit. And a person's body is more than, a person's body is more than one part. It is many parts. The foot might say, I am not a hand, so I am not part of the body. 
But saying this would not stop the foot from being part of the body. The ear might say, I am not an eye, so I am not part of the body. But this would not make the ear stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, the body would not be able to hear. If the whole body were an ear, the body would not be able to smell anything. If each part of the body were the same part, there would be no body. But truly God put the parts in the body as he wanted them. He made a place for each one of them, and so there are many parts but only one body. As Jesus sat near the temple treasury, he watched the people as they dropped in their money. Many rich men dropped in a lot of money. Then a poor widow came along and dropped in two little copper coins worth about a penny. He called his disciples together and said to them, I tell you about this poor widow, that she put more in the offering box than all the others. For the others put in what they had to spare of their riches, but she, poor as she is, put in all she had. She gave all she had to live on. The hand represents giving all that we can. Six verses six to thirteen. Then Jesus went to the other villages in that area and taught. He called the twelve followers together and sent them out in groups of two. He gave them authority over evil spirits. This is what Jesus told them: Take nothing for your trip except a walking stick. No, take no bread, no bag, and no money in your pockets. Wear sandals and take only the clothes you are wearing. When you enter a house, you stay there until you leave that place. If any town refuses to accept you or its people refuse to listen to you, then leave that town. Shake its dust off your feet. This will be a warning to them. The followers went out and preached to the people to change their hearts and lives. The followers forced out many demons and poured olive oil on sick people and healed them. The feet represent people going out to tell people about Jesus. We learned about how Jesus showed love to everyone through story of Zacchaeus. The heart represents God's love. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. John 13, 34.
The A represents the need to listen what God wants to tell us. And, and be good at listening to others. Mark 4, verses 24. Think carefully about the things you hear. The way you give to others is the way God will give to you. But God will give you more than you give. Ralph represents telling people about God. And to be and to be careful to what you say. Proverbs 15 verse 1. A gentle answer will calm a person's anger, but an unkind answer will cause more anger. His eyes show everybody who we are. Matthew 6, verse 22. The eye is a light for the whole body. If your eyes are good, then your whole body will be full of light. We are one body with many parts. Um, so every week we've had uh, a memory verse. Um, we've had a Bible passage uh, through a story um, and uh, obviously some activities, a lot more that aren't here today, the activities. Um, so um, we're just going to finish with a song with a few little actions to show um, that we've been practicing each week. Marcus on the loose, play and learn. The body song. Can we sing it for the kids? Great idea. And when you kids learn the song, you can all sing along. I in the eye, I go blink, blink. Yes, I in the eye, and I can't wink. I in the eye, but I can't think. That belongs to my friend the brain. I'm Fred, 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 And the brain with the electric car pattern. And the brain, I can think and learn and pick up it. Yes, I fritter, fritter, fritter all the time. I go, lub, dub, lub, dub. I go, I am the heart. I pump like so. I'm bringing life to all the parts. I am consistent. I'm the heart. I'm swinging, I'm swinging. 
as well. Fa thank you very much, Sparks. That was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Um, it's now time for the young people to go to their groups. So we just want to find out what you're going to be. What are you going to be learning about today, Helen? Sorry, on what? Ladies of the Bible. Starting a new series on ladies of the Bible, and hopefully we'll get to hear all about that in the future. That's fantastic. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Please, can we take up the offering for whoever's got that? Thank you, Jude. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the joy that we've just had watching our young people, our children, uh, just praising you and for what they've heard about. And Lord, we thank you that we are the body of Christ. Um, and we want to share the love that you've given us to, to people around. And so thank you, Lord, for the money that's been given this morning that helps in doing that, helps in sharing the gospel, helps in sharing your word to all people of all types. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. So, Lord, just uh, continue, Lord, as we now come towards communion, Lord, we just want to ask that you would just quieten our hearts as we come to receive the body and the blood of Christ. Lord, help us to remember the sacrifice that you made for each one of us. Help us to understand how special it is when we come around the table together, one body, one church. And so we thank you, Jesus. Amen. For those who are serving communion, please come up and lead us on for the rest. And Adrian's going to lead us in a prayer of thanksgiving for the bread and the wine. Thank you. Let us pray. Lord, what a privilege it is to be able to gather around this table, Lord. To have this meal that you served to your disciples those 2,000 years ago, Lord. Just thinking of those words we've just been hearing from the youngsters, Lord, that love one another as I have loved you, Lord. And what these elements represent, your body broken for us, Lord. Your blood spilt for us, Lord. You took all our sin and shame when you died and rose again. Lord, in an amazing God, Lord, just thank you for your obedience on that cross, Lord. Your obedience to the Father, but you knew what was going to happen. You knew you had to die to give us life, to set us free, Lord. We just thank you for the freedom that we have because of your obedience, because of your death. But you are a risen Christ, Lord. And we just thank you that you reign. You reign on high. That you've sent your Holy Spirit to indwell in each one of us, Lord. That we may know you, that we'll be empowered by you. That we may know your love and we may respond to your love in the way that we respond to others around us. The way we love others as you loved each one of us. So just thank you as we take the bread and the wine, Lord, that we just remember what you did for each one of us. Each one of us is special to you, Lord. Mm. We're all different, but each one is special. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing to us. Yeah. May we just bless you now, Lord. We ask it in your name, Lord. Yeah. Amen. 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 Thank you, Adrian. Paul writes of the institution of this simple meal. 
for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. But the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in memory of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. As we break this bread, we remember Jesus who said, I am the bread of life, and whoever feeds on me will live forever. So we will take and eat the bread as we receive it. We remember that after supper, Jesus took the cup and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And uh, as a sign that we are one body made up of many parts, we will hold on to our cup and drink together as a sign of our unity. One body, one faith, one Lord, one baptism.
So we drink this with thanksgiving, that Christ's blood was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. We move now into a time of open prayer. If you'd like to pray on Zoom, please unmute yourself and uh, share. If you're in here and you'd like to pray, Jude has the microphone. Please uh, just raise your hand and Jude will, will come over with the microphone so that you can be heard by everyone on Zoom as well. So let's uh, please pray um, as the Spirit leads you. Lord, we want to pray for, the, for our family, our body, um, and your body uh, across this nation this, over these next few days, Lord. We're, we're just so aware of the, the frailty of uh, some, particularly some of our older folk, Lord, in this heat. Lord, we just pray that you would watch over um, the very elderly, the frail, Lord, those with breathing difficulties, those who have underlying health conditions for whom tomorrow and Tuesday particularly are going to be really difficult. Father, I just pray that you would just watch over them and protect them. Um, and Lord, help us to have an eye on other members of the body, to keep an eye on them, to keep in contact, to ensure that they're doing okay. So Lord, prompt us, nudge us with people that we can look out for over these few days. But Jesus, look after your body, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. sit here in the quiet on this beautiful morning. Father, we think of those in different parts of the world where life is so different. Yeah. We particularly pray again for the situation in Ukraine. Yeah. Father, we're aware that um, all sorts of things are, are happening there and you must weep, Lord, when you look down and see the death of women and children mm. and, and mm. soldiers. Yeah. But Father, we just pray again that you would step into that situation somehow. Please, Lord. And that you would bring peace to that land. Mm. And Jesus. Father, I just think too of Sri Lanka, mm. beautiful country, beautiful yeah. people, and yet torn yeah. apart again by civil unrest. Mm. Father, we don't know the solutions. We don't know the answers, but you do. Yeah. So Lord, again, please step into that situation and bring yeah. peace in that land. We ask in Jesus' yeah. name. Amen. Father God, we do lift before you those uh, 
awaiting operations. We, we think of Judy Thomas. Lord, we just pray you keep her safe, watch over her and deliver her safely through her operation. Lord, we pray for those recovering, um, for health and wholeness and healing. We think of Barbara, Father, and uh, we, think of, uh, we think of others like Pauline. Um, we pray, Lord, for Pete, her husband, that he would uh, soon recover from COVID and that, Lord, you would keep her, uh, Pauline safe too. Lord, we pray for Joan uh, and uh, in hospital at this time. Lord, watch over her. And I pray, Lord, for her longer-term care, that, Lord, a suitable solution uh, would be found. We pray, Lord, for Ron in the, uh, in the Grange and for all those folk in the Grange at this time, Lord. Just watch over them. Keep them safe and the staff too. Lord, we pray for Mark and the team um, up at the school today, uh, presenting and giving information about the work of the church here. Just pray your blessing on that time, that many families would engage with uh, the literature that's being given out and that there would be good conversations there. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes. Pray for the decisions and all that's going on at the moment, Lord, with the debates. And I guess we all have our favourite as to who we think should win the debate. But Lord, I just pray for your wisdom that yes. the person you want to win that debate be the person. Lord. Mm. And then I pray too, Lord Jesus, as that person takes up the post, Father, however long that is, Lord, that you would just guide their every thought and action and yes. word, Lord. Yes, Lord. We just pray that through the power of your Holy Spirit, you would pick up the reins of this country, Lord, and mm. help us to help everyone, Lord, to just, um, I don't know, that it would just all make sense once more, Lord, and that all the issues that are facing us, Father, would have your hand in them and your guidance in them. Father God, as we come to your word, thank you for its power. Thank you that it's a living word and it's powerful. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just open it up to our hearts. Help us to understand it and apply it to our lives and help us to obey it. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning's reading is from Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole of creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. 
but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he has already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Lord, we thank you for your word. And now, as we come to hear this opened up, Lord, open our ears, our hearts, and minds. Lord, to receive your word, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Steve. Um, so we're continuing our series on the work of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we're going to look today at how the Holy Spirit intercedes for us um, in simple language. That means that the Holy Spirit prays for us. Um, which is, this is a topic that um, perhaps we, uh, we don't often hear spoken about. And, um, but it's, it's a really important one. And what Paul wants to do is to encourage us, as he was encouraging the Romans, to realize that even when it's difficult to pray, even when we're discouraged or despondent or struggling, that in our feeble attempts, um, the Holy Spirit can work through our stumbling attempts at prayer and he will interpret uh, what we're groaning or stumbling to say so that the Father's will um, is done and our prayers are interpreted. Um, when the, uh, well, I think I remember, well, as Ella isn't here, I can tell a story. Uh, <laughs> she, by the way, she, in case any of you say you shouldn't do this, I have her permission to tell this story. She's in Barcelona today and uh, she's with Sarah and uh, she said it's okay for you to share this but she said you're not going to share any more up-to-date stories I said no I won't <laughs> so there we go I have permission all right in case you jump on me but um uh, grandparents you'll you'll get this and parents you'll get this and if you if you have any dealings with children you'll and babies you'll get this but uh, um Children uh, have their own kind of vocabulary, don't they? And we as parents have to kind of try and work out what they're saying. Um, one of, I can't remember how old Ella was when she came out with this phrase, but one of her favorite phrases when she was hung, hungry was Cumby Island. And when we first heard that, we didn't got a clue what she was talking about. There was an island and there was Cumby. So, we said to her, sorry, we don't, we don't get this. And she went to the fridge and she pointed to cucumber. And uh, we worked out that whatever Cumby Island was, it involved cucumber. There was cucumber involved. And as time went on, Cumby Island developed into different salad fruit and veg on the plate in islands. So she went through that phase. Don't think about this too deeply. <laughs> There's whole books been written on this stuff, isn't there, about food? Yeah, anyway, let's not go there. But what she meant was she, she liked food, her food to be in islands on the plate. 
in shapes. She would make her salad into a face. Um, I wasn't aware of this until recently, but I went with it. So Cumbie Island meant cucumber salad with cheese, tomato, and all sorts of... Her stumbling attempts, we were able to uh, interpret and respond to those stumbling attempts. Um, she also had a phrase, my red, which meant she was thirsty. She had a red beaker. And whenever she shouted my red, that was our cue to go and get her red beaker. So we kind of learned what that meant as well. She used to say my red and get really upset and angry. And she was thirsty. And this is what toddlers and babies do, isn't it? They don't have the level of vocabulary we do. I don't know if you ever feel like this as a Christian. We don't always feel like we've got the vocabulary to pray, do we? But isn't it wonderful that the Holy Spirit picks up on our stumbling attempts to pray and he interprets our Cumbie Islands to the Father and makes sense of them so that we end up with a plate of lovely salad. So you might be thinking, all I can pray sometimes is my red or Cumbie Island. The Holy Spirit interprets your cry and you end up with a salad and a lovely refreshing drink. Isn't that wonderful? That's what the Holy Spirit does. Um, there are times in life when all we can do is cry and groan in prayer. Ever been there? I remember uh, when, both, uh, when both my parents died a few years ago, all I could do was sob and cry before God. Any, anybody else been there? I, I didn't have the words. I just needed to get the emotion out. And so as I was walking and praying, I was literally just sobbing before God, just groaning because death is painful, isn't it? And also, all we can do sometimes is groan and cry out to God. But you know, the Holy Spirit hears those cries and groans and he interprets them as a perfect prayer to the Father. Isn't that wonderful? Even when the words won't come, we are adopted children of God. Tony did this sermon a couple of weeks ago. We have been adopted as sons into the family of God by the Holy Spirit. We are all sons of God. We all get to inherit the eternal kingdom, but we also all get to call God, our father and creator, Abba, father, daddy. Isn't that amazing? We get to call the creator of the universe, the judge of all mankind, the one who holds the universe together. We get to call him Abba, dear dad. Isn't that incredible? Because we've been adopted as sons into his family. Um, it's a few years ago uh, for me, but any loving parent, grandparent, will know that when babies cry, uh, little Lawrence doesn't cry, Hannah, does he? No, 
No crying he makes, according to the Christmas Carol, away in a manger. Not sure about that, really, are you? Uh, wrong, wrong season, I know. But I think Jesus would have cried as a baby, don't you? Because babies cry. I don't think there's any sin in crying. How else are babies going to communicate? Even Jesus as a baby, I think, needed to learn to speak. So Jesus would have spoke, would have cried. Um, when he needed changing, he would have cried. When he was too hot, he would have cried. When he needed a drink, he would have cried. When he needed to be held, he would have cried. When he was too hot or too cold, he would have cried. And this is how babies let us know that they have needs. And sometimes as Christians, all we can do is cry out to God. Ever been there? I have. Literally, I've sobbed before God. But sometimes all we can do is cry out, Lord, help. Lord, have mercy. I don't know about you. When I watch the, the news some days, I don't know where to start praying. Anybody else? I watch the news and I feel so hurt, so despondent. I'm not talking about sort of um, um, propaganda on the news here. I'm just talking about images of warfare. Things I don't want to get into BBC or ITV propaganda. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when there's drought and starvation and injustice and pain in the world. I mean, look at the, the Horn of Africa right now. Look at Sri Lanka, as well as the Ukraine. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming, isn't it? And sometimes I, I don't know how to pray, if I'm honest. And I find myself saying, as I'm watching the news, I just crying out, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. And inside, I'm groaning with all creation because I'm struggling to pray any more words. And do you know what? The Holy Spirit hears my stuttering few words, and he turns that into a perfect prayer to the Father. Isn't that incredible? He interprets my groans and cries to the throne of the Father so that they're a perfect prayer. Um, just want to look at two things. I'm, I'm going to keep this brief because of the heat. Okay, I'm sure you'll be relieved to know. Two things I want to say this morning. First, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Verse 26. Now, the word help Paul uses here is used in the Greek version of the Old Testament, the Septuagint, where, the, where um, in Numbers chapter 11, where the Holy Spirit helps Moses by appointing 70 elders to assist Moses in leading the people. Here's the story. The Lord said to Moses, bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Make them come to the tent of meeting that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there and I will take of the spirit that is on you and put the spirit on them. Next slide. They will help you carry the burden of the people so that you will not have to carry it alone. The word for help there is the same word that Paul uses in Romans 8 for the way that the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. So Moses was weak because he couldn't lead 
all of the people. So he appointed 70 elders whom God anointed with the Holy Spirit to help him carry the burden. And that's what the Holy Spirit does in us. He helps us in our weakness carry the burden of living in a groaning and fallen and broken creation. Isn't that wonderful? The Holy Spirit is the comforter, the counselor, the one who strengthens us and the one who intercedes for us. He's the one who comes alongside us and strengthens us in our walk through this broken and hurting and painful world. Isn't that incredible? He's that personal that he lives in you and me. He is God's breath in us and he's a counselor to us. He comes alongside and he speaks God's word into our hearts. He reminds us of scripture, of God's promises, and he prays when we cannot. The Holy Spirit takes over when we can find, we can't find the words. The Holy Spirit goes to the Father on our behalf when all we can do is raise our eyes to God and hope that he will help. Second, told you I was going to be brief, the Spirit prays for believers. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. The term Paul uses here, the Spirit himself intercedes, means that the Spirit literally stands in the gap on our behalf and he prays for us to the Father. And since the Holy Spirit is God, there is the guarantee that his prayer for us will be appropriate and successful and effective. Paul defines the prayer of the Spirit in us and through us as with groans that words cannot express. So the Holy Spirit interprets our sighs and groans and brings them to God as a prayer. Verse 27, he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Um, I'm all for Pentecostal theology, I'm studying it, but I don't think Gordon Fee is right here to say that the groans are speaking in tongues. I don't think he's right. And the reason I don't think Gordon Fee is right on this particular passage is A, the, the huge consensus is against that particular view. But also, if you look back at what was read earlier, Paul is talking about groans, the groaning of creation in terms of a world that has been subject to the fall and the groaning of creation are literally, is literally the birth pangs of the effects of the of the fall so that the the whole earth groans with the effects of the fall and paul is picking up on that imagery uh, from earlier and applying it to the way that our our prayers are like groaning along with the whole fallen cursed world that we live in so i'm all for speaking in tongues i'm an advocate for speaking in tongues this is not what this passage is about all right it's not what it's about I'm happy to have that debate with anybody. Um, but anyway, that's an aside. So the Holy Spirit picks up on our groans and cries and stumbling words, just like a parent or a grandparent interprets the cries of a toddler or a baby 
and brings a response to that request. God hears your stumbling prayers and groans and sighs and cries, and the Holy Spirit brings a perfect prayer to the Father on your behalf. But you've still got to go. You've still got to have a go. That's how it works. So this is not an opt-out. God is not saying, well, don't pray. The Holy Spirit will do it for you. That's not how it works. If the toddler, the baby, never cried or, or tried to get the words out, you wouldn't know there was a need there to be met, right? Now, you might say, well, God knows our every need, so why pray? Because it's a relationship. <laughs> Just because a parent knows that a child is likely to be thirsty, doesn't, it, they don't necessarily wait to give that child a drink. They'll make sure out of love that they're hydrated, particularly on a day like this. God loves to hear us pray. That's his heart, isn't it? It's a relationship with us. He loves us. He loves to hear you and me stumble in our prayers because he takes our stumbling prayers by the Spirit and he interprets them as perfect prayers to the Father. But we've got to have a go. Um, so I hope that encourages you. Um, sometimes I hear people say, well, I can't pray like so-and-so. They just seem to have the eloquence and the flu fluency. I... Folks, look, here it is. You don't need to be the best prayer in the world in terms of fluency. You just need to have a go, right? God will do the bit of interpreting your prayer. He, he will sort out the melody from the missed notes, all right? He'll pick out a melody, you just have a go. Um, so I hope that's a great incentive for you to pray. Gro sighs, groans, stumbling words are okay with God. Does that help you? Is that an encouragement? I hope so. Um, I hope, you know, we get more fluent as we practice prayer, you know? I'm not advocating um, careless, thoughtless prayers here, by the way, but I am encouraging us all when we're up against it and we're struggling with prayer, which every single one of us will from time to time, be encouraged that the Holy Spirit is there in your praying. Okay? Does that make sense? I'm coming into land. I, I use that in holiday season because it kind of resonates with a few. Even Jesus was overwhelmed with suffering and sorrow and found it difficult to pray. Do you know that? On the night of his arrest and betrayal, the disciples slept and left Jesus on his own to pray. He said, you know, watch with me, will you, and pray. And they fell asleep and were snoring their heads off. And we read in Matthew 26, Jesus says this, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Can you, well... We can't even begin to imagine being overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Luke's gospel says that Jesus was so overwhelmed with sorrow that he sweated blood and a, a, a physical sign of extreme stress and sorrow. And he said this in verse 39, my father, if it's possible, May this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Lord, if there's another way. And yet, 
Lord, if this is the only way, I will do your will. I submit to your will. That's Jesus wrestling in prayer, isn't it? He's not breezing through this arrest and crucifixion, is he? he in his humanity, he is wrestling, struggling with the will of God. He's weeping. He's sweating blood. He's overwhelmed to the point of death. Never paint Jesus as a kind of dinner plate divine being with a dinner plate coming out the top of his head like you see in the art galleries. who's sort of floating six foot above the earth, avoiding all suffering and pain. Jesus felt what you felt. We sung earlier, didn't we? And we're going to sing it in a moment. Jesus knows our every weakness. That's why we should take it to the Lord in prayer. He's been overwhelmed, as you are sometimes, with anxiety and pain and despondency and suffering. He has felt what you and I feel as a human being. And yet he was fully God and didn't sin. And because he didn't sin, he's able to help us because he's able to bring our struggles and sorrows and weaknesses to the throne of God, because he is the son of God. And he's able to send us the help of his Holy Spirit, the comforter, the counselor, who comes alongside us and fills us with the father's love and prays on our behalf when we can't find the words. And the reason he does that, the reason Jesus sends the spirit is because the one who struggled and cried and groaned in the garden and cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me on the cross? And cried out from the cross, it is finished. Also rose from the grave, victorious. He defeated sin and death and darkness and pain. So he's able to help you. He's able to deliver you because he is the victory one. He is the one who triumphed over the forces of darkness and evil at the cross. Death is defeated. Sin has been overcome. If you know Christ, you are on the winning side. You are an overcomer with him. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, not even death itself. Isn't that wonderful? Because Christ rose and is ascended and is victorious. You are united to him and you are victorious with him. The Holy Spirit will help you live in that victory. Alongside your groans and cries and sighs, the Spirit is praying that you would finish this marathon race, that you would break through that tape with your hands in the air as a victory, hearing the words of the Father to you, come and inherit my eternal kingdom. Welcome home, my son. Let's pray. Lord, Jesus, thank you so much that you have the victory over sin and death and that through faith in you, we, we are united to you in that victory. Lord, help us to pray even in the difficult times with cries and groans too deep for words. Holy Spirit, would you so fill us at those times with the Father's power and love and would you interpret those groans and sighs and cries to the Father on our behalf? Lord, encourage us in our prayer lives, we pray. 
strengthen us in our prayer lives, Lord, that we might persevere and persist in the weaknesses and struggles that we face day to day. In Jesus' name, amen.